welcome to episode 162 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going man it's all right i, I just noticed my perfection of the of the notes that i added just enough into one category that it's split perfectly oh pages. in between pages yeah <laughs> all right i was gonna interrupt you starting it with that but i decided we'll just have it be our terrible banter okay well good good job on that but I, I was just gonna say that it was really awesome to be able to get together and actually like do a air quotes live pre-release with a few people but well technically last time you did a live pre-release but yeah, it was only I with your wife we got to play some good amount of magic i got to yeah. play like a ton of games of backwards of pops you did because me and robert took forever to finish our last yeah. game uh, but you know, and and apparently, my wife will smoke me in magic, but I can beat all you guys. You know, I it just goes to prove my initial statement of she'd be better than all of us at magic if she actually gave a shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I told everyone, and everyone's like, "Why do you?" And she's like, "Why do you say that?" I'm like, "Cause you just know things. You're just good with that." But yeah, I don't know. It was sweet. Picked up a box. I I have to say I am really excited for Jumpstart. <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. Like this is something that is right up my alley. How much is a Jumpstart booster? I have no idea. Do you have an idea? Because like if they're like only four dollars or whatever, it's like sweet, awesome, right? I can't imagine they're just four. I can't imagine either, and that's my thing because like you're still gonna have people cracking them to try and quotations get value which just blows my goddamn mind why you would ever want to do that with a pack like that yeah it seems weird but yeah i don't know you did like... smoke me in our our 20 card single jumpstart pack game did i beat you oh yeah i did because i had the, i was able to your, your deck was hyper aggressive yep and you had a Creature that required all the mana in your twenty card deck. Yeah, no, all but two, all but one. Oh, okay. It would have been good if I could have cast it. It would have been good, but yeah, I don't know. It it seems super sweet, and like I don't know. It was just like buying that box and like walking out. Like I felt like it was like promo, 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 promo. Like, oh yeah, they're they're giving out. I think because of the fact that they're not holding. FNMs, they're still getting the promo packs though. Okay. So what Dungeons End has been doing is if you buy a box, they're just like, here, have a shit ton of the promo packs from that we would normally be giving out during FNMs. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here's your here's your promo for the buy a box. Here's a promo for buying a box. Two completely different things. Here's a promo for buying anything magic adjacent. Yeah. Because I got like for buying the box i got three promos and then they then they gave me two of the jumpstart packs and then a promo pack yep which is just dumb yeah i think with all of my buying i got uh three different promos two jumpstarts and three of the the promo packs yeah because i bought like a box plus three pre-release plus mm -hmm. uh five chandra kits and all that stuff so yeah it was good times. Uh, I still have most of mine, but yeah, we'll have to figure out what we're gonna say about Jumpstart if we want to. But we do. Yeah. So, if anybody has any opinions on that, at <laughs> the end of the episode, you can let us know what we should do with through the feedback. Um, but 
yeah, cool. So, Core 21 Part 2. Hooray! Now this... we get to talk about all the sweet cards. Yeah, this is the actually much more interesting one. The other one's <laughs> just like, these cards are powerful. News at 11. Yeah, and now we get to, like, talk about sweet cards, so. Like, these cards we randomly like because of reasons. Mm-hmm. Very much because of reasons. So, should we just kick it off? Yeah, let's do All it. right. So, first up, we have... So, we're going to talk about, what, flavor cards? Flavor, and then... Yeah. So flavor art cards, yeah. Stuff like that. So, uh, first up, we have Pack Leader. Uh, one and a white for a 2-2 creature dog. Other dogs you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever pack leader attacks, prevent all combat damage that we dealt this turn to dogs you control. Um, I mean, like, mechanically, this is a dog lord, too. But, like... I mean, it is a dog lord, period. Yes, I, I mean, it is. So <laughs> It literally says other dogs you control get plus one, plus one. It is a dog right. lord. Okay. <laughs> Great. So the one I actually really like is the bundle one. All right. The dog with the cape and everything. Like, I'm sorry, but like, that art is just majestic as fuck. <laughs> like, where do you, there it is. I'm like, they both technically have capes. Uh, yes, they do. This one says a blue cape. Yeah. The bundle dog has like, the he's red like, like, supermanning this shit. Yeah, dude. It, it's awesome. Like, I just love the art of this card and the whole, I actually like the whole concept of the card. Like, when they're like, let's do dog cards, and they made this card, like, th this is, like, exactly where it needs to be. Oh, yeah, like, if you put this text on literally, like, any other tribe that is popular in Magic, it would be busted, right? Yeah. You're like, two mana lord, whenever it attacks, prevent all common damage that we dealt this turn to every other card that shares a type with it, including itself. It's just prevent all combat damage. Oh, like, yeah. that would, like, imagine that on, like, elves or goblins. You're just like, you just have free attacks from now until the end of time. Yeah, right. right? That's and, absurd. but, like, because it's on dogs, and there are no, there, it's not, like, busted dogs and magic. Yeah. It's like, this is cool. Yeah. The good oh. puppers. We love it. I will say, I'm pretty sure this dog actually has a name. It's, like, Gerald something something the fourth. Like magic actually mm. named this dog. I don't know what its name is because I don't remember, and I didn't yeah. like bookmark the tweet that said it. But Rand random thing. So like we we're not talking about this card, but I'm just gonna say it. So nine lives. Yep. You know the card that has the cat, and then like all the cats around it and everything. Yep. Uh, the artist uh released a, a version of the art, but without the cat in the middle, so you could put a picture of your own cat there. That's kind of adorable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I just thought that was kind of sweet, but like, so. Okay. Since cool. you mentioned it, it is kind of interesting that looking at nine lives, it's like a cat looking back at its like ancient ancestors. You know, like lions and yep. tigers and what appears to be a Leonin wearing a helmet. I know. I love it. <laughs> it's like, this is where I came from. But yeah. Okay. For, from one dog onto another dog. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure I put this on here, too. <laughs> you put both of them on here. Oh, yeah. Which is funny, because you're not an animal person. I'm not, but I like I like the concept of the cards, and I understand when people like them, and I just... Yeah, I don't know. This... Yeah. Let's read it. All right. Next up, we have Selfless Savior. White for a 1-1 creature dog. Sacrifice Selfless Savior. Another target creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. 
It has one of the most depressing flavor texts in a while. She raised him from an orphaned pup and gave him a life of love. With his last act, he thanked her. This is this is the good puppers card, like Resolute Watchdog from uh, War of the Spark. Yep, or one of the one of the one, one of the, the Ravnica sets. Yeah. yeah, like did you did you see the comic they made with that card? Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah, like like I just think about it with this with this guy too. Like yeah. very <laughs> like, this similar. Is, this is just one of those ones that tells such a good story too. Well, yeah. not a good story. Yeah, it like... it tells a depressing story, but it tells the story well. Yep, exactly. Like. And when they can do it through mechanics, I, you, I I always love that. I think we talked about Resolute Watchdog too because of that. Fact. We did, but like, and so like, this is just another version of that. But yeah, perfect. <laughs> this one oh. actually might be standard playable, which is interesting. Hmm. It plays really well with Luris because your Luris will never die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So, all right. Next up. This is what I put on here. <laughs> yeah, we have... Per- I, I, I think I know why. So uh, we have Pursued Whale. Five blue blue for an 8-8 creature whale. When Pursued Whale enters the battlefield, each opponent creates a 1-1 red pirate creature token with this creature can't block and creatures you control attack each combat if able. Wow, they just give it strict upside. Um, and spells your opponent's cast that target Pursued Whale costs three more to cast. All right. So this is obviously a reference to Moby Dick. Yep. Right. Pretty you good know. reference too. It's a really good reference to Moby Dick because you know mm-hmm. that was the entire thing with uh, hey, it was Ahab, right? Yep. I was really like, which guy did? Well, which one was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea? That was a different. I'm sorry. I, yep. I want to make sure I didn't mix up those their two names. Yep. But uh, yeah, Captain Ahab. You know, obviously his entire thing was he just had no chill. Yeah. So he's just like, we must attack this whale, and then pedal to the metal, you know. And that's that's entirely what is on here. Uh, I don't know if that's why you thought I put it on here, but there are in miscellaneous. We're going to talk about something else that's on there because I have an obsession. So this, I, I figured you put it on here because of Moby Dick. Oh yeah, th- this one was because of Moby Dick. It was just it just works really well in yep. t- in this. Actually, just does tell the story yep. in a really well good way. So. Also, it gives your creatures upside if somebody casts this. Yeah, it gives your uh, gives your opponent's creatures upside. Oh That's yeah, what, I know what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, gives your yeah. Mm-hmm. This card's funny. Yeah, I like it. But you're you're a fan of Moby Dick, right? Like, it's not an amazing book, but it's not a bad book. Okay, I, f- I felt like that was something that you're like, yeah. Like I'm kind I ha- of I've had the occasional debate with um. Uh, older mate of ours who thought it was a very dry book, which led to me making terrible puns about it. But I don't think it was actually that bad. It has it has its bad moments. It's like you have you read the picture of Dorian Gray? No. Okay. Well, your brother has, I and mean, your brother have a very a very big agreement that parts of the book are amazing, other parts are one of the most boring things imaginable, and that just must be a writing style from back in that age. So, well, because that's what he always talked about with like. Uh, he'd talk about Les Miserables, actually. Really? And he'd be, he'd, yeah, he, he basically was like, it'd just be like up, and like, it, it did the exact same thing that he said Moby Dick did, where it's like, it'll do a chapter about stuff happening. Yep. And then it'll do like an entire chapter about like, something. Like, <laughs> you know, explaining something. Oh yeah, like I'm and pretty sure it'll there was between that. There was like a multiple page dissertation on Ambergris in Moby Dick. Yeah, like... and like I know, um, uh, he said Les Miserables had a, had an entire like 
history and like function of like the sewers in France. <laughs> like explaining how they were built and like all like it was I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't read books. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you haven't read Moby Dick, I probably would not recommend it to someone because the <laughs> writing style just doesn't work in the modern age. Okay. But if you're someone who likes reading those kind of books, you probably should read it. I have to be very picky because I'm I, not a good I'm not a good reader. I don't like sitting down and reading yeah. for a long period of time, so it's hard. But you you would not enjoy Moby Dick. Okay. I think you would enjoy certain parts of it. You would not enjoy the entire book. You would it's never fun- get to yeah. the good parts. It's funny because I love stories, but I don't like sitting and reading books. Like mm-hmm. like I love listening to books on tape or if somebody reads a book to me, like <laughs> I can listen to anything, but like yeah. yeah. Otherwise but okay. Magic. Um, magic. <laughs> yeah, literature. I know. All right. Uh, next up, we have Caged Zombie. Two and end up. Is that what? Wait. Yeah, two and a black. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I picked the right card. So, two and a black creature zombie. One and a black tap. Or for a two, three creature zombie. Sorry. One and a black tap it. Each opponent loses two life. Activate this ability only if a creature died this turn. I'm guessing this is on here because of the flavor text. I didn't put it on. Didn't you? Oh, nope. man. Never mind. I guess I did. Yeah, it's on here because of the flavor text. Okay. I'm like, I'm... <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I thought you put this on there. No, nope, I no. don't. I think this flavor text is really sweet, actually. It's six consecutive life sentences takes on new meaning when necromancy is involved. <laughs> so it's just a zombie okay. in prison. Yep. And he's there because six consecutive life sentences. Mm-hmm. Which brings up the question, how long until the first one is over? Or the second one is over? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I I feel like this is something for the legal scholars of wherever that is. <laughs> I just thought it was like a random, interesting little reference. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, now, now we have like... All right. This, this card's just prime. Go. <laughs> I put this uh, one on here, so I don't yeah, know. This, this one is you, so. Okay. Uh, Gormand, four black black for a five five creature demon. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a creature. It has flying and trample, and whenever Gormand enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Okay. All right. Why is this on here? Because it's a because it's a pun. Is it? Yeah, Gormand. Like a like a chef, or somebody who is like makes food, you know. I don't know. I gotta make sure I'm like doing this. So yeah, so uh, it's like a. All right, so I've heard the things the 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 phrase before, like with you know. I've heard gourmet, uh, obviously. So but... a, a, a gourmand, a gourmand, G-O-U-R-M-A-N-D. So a gourmand is a person who is interested in food and drink. Okay. So it's somebody who likes, you know, likes consuming and eating food. So this is a pun. It's gore. Because uh, okay, gore so it's, a demon it's interested man. in the and then it gore. makes it, and then it eats creatures when it comes into the battlefield. All right. Fair enough then. <laughs> like, really? Like I thought this. I, I'm sorry. I thought this pun was like super obvious. So I was like, I didn't even know oh. gourmand was a thing until you just told me. So. Uh, the only reason I know is because of um. Uh, actually, there's a few things, so never mind. But apparently, 
it translates from French into English as greedy as well. So that's interesting. But, Fitting for a demon. Yeah, it's somebody who t- it's somebody who take or yeah, Gour- Gourmand does because it's somebody who takes great pleasure in food and drink, basically. So, well, seeing as how he is actively devouring someone's arm in this picture. Yep. So th- this is one of those cards that is a great pun, and actually, like what it is referencing, fits the card super well too. Like this yeah. is just a well built card if you if you get the reference. Yeah. Right. Which I don't, but okay. There was a I'm Reddit the... thread about it too, and I, I I understood the pun when I saw it at first, but then I read the thread and people were talking about it too, and like, so oh, yes. doing, but... the Reddits. All right, but sometimes I wish I frequented Reddit more so I can understand don't. some things, and other times I'm like, no, I'll stick no, to Twitter. It, you're you just yeah. Honestly, if you want like to strictly upgrade your life, don't do either. But all right, take the next one. All right, next up is one that I did put on here. It is Malefic Scythe. One in the black for an artifact equipment. Malefic Scythe enters the battlefield with a soul counter on it. Uh, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each soul counter on Malefic Scythe. And whenever equipped creature dies, put a soul counter on Malefic Scythe. So, first of all, in Limited, I think this card's kind of dope. Like, the fact that it just grows is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I This is obviously referencing, like, you know, an I unholy or evil weapon that feeds on the soul of the person who actually wields it and as a result it gets stronger as time goes yeah. on. Classic I think that, fantasy trope. Yeah. yeah, classic fantasy trope and I think this is a really, really good way of creating a representation of that trope that is actually really well balanced for um, uh, actual gameplay purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, I do like how, you know, you know, obviously in the early on, you're probably just going to be equipping it to a bunch of, like, little weaker dudes, and then it just can turn any other weak dude into a really powerful dude as a result, as, you know, the fantasy trope was wants to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, some random nobody goes into a crypt and finds this weapon that just turns them into a, like, you know, magic user or something at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, is, this is basically my Gourmand for you, where you... I get it. I get it. I I like the card, too. I think it's a cool execution on a good trope. Like, I I honestly like it, and I'm surprised it took this long to get that into the game. Yeah. I've also always really liked scythes as weapon, even though they are atrocious weapons. I don't know why I've always liked the thought of them. Like, I've I've never never been a fan. They're they're unreasonably underpowered in D&D. Just saying. Okay, I'll trust you. Just saying. All right, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I think you actually like this card more than me, which is hilarious. I yeah, I like this. This card is just, I love it. I'm sorry, but it's just it just makes me laugh. So next up, we have Goblin Wizardry. So three in a red for an instant that creates two one one Goblin Wizard creature tokens with prowess. Hell yeah, I'm happy about that. But the art is just what gets me because like <laughs> it's it's goblin wizardry you know that can make fire appears it and he's just like lighting his farts on fire <laughs> see i don't think he's technically lighting his fart on fire i think he's actually shooting fire out of a wand he's just doing it in such a way that it looks like he's lighting no his there if you look fire. if you look at the the larger art of it there actually is like wi- like it looks like wind hitting in the back of his um uh his like cloth there really I just I'm, assumed I, I'm that pretty was, sure it does. Like, I just assumed that was an action shot going on. So. It gives a, it gives the effect. It has to be like there is no way it's not. Also, it would fit with the concept of goblins, where like typically, like you know, when you say got, it's like goblin, you know, like goblin farmer or whatever destroys lands. You know, it oh, does yeah. the opposite of what they do. 
And so, like, this is like it's wizardry, but instead, it's just like goblins doing stupid things. things. Yeah, but like this card's cool. It creates prowess tokens, which are sweet, and I love that. But... Yeah, it creates prowess tokens, which are sweet. It's an instant, which is actually really nice. Yeah, like in general, it's just like this is a solid card. It's a stupid card in in everything involving it, but it makes me. I laugh. like it. I like it. It's goblins. You gotta love it, yeah. right? It is funny to me that there's like two different styles of goblin humor. Yeah. One of them is just like childish and the other one is suicide. So yeah. I mean it depends on where you are, but you know. Yeah. It's just it's just really funny. Like, yeah. Goblins are enjoyable. I like goblins, goblins are goblins. Alright. Alright. So next up we have Hobble Fiend. Uh, one in a red for a two-one creature devil with trample. You pay a, you can pay a generic mana, sacrifice another creature, put a plus one plus one counter on Hobble Fiend. Flavor text: Bed bugs aren't the only thing you need to worry about biting you at night. <laughs> <laughs> and the picture is a freaking devil at the foot of someone's bed, about to take a bite out of their foot while they're asleep. <laughs> like. When I first saw this card, I was trying to figure out the point of the name, and then I started staring at the art, and I was like, oh, like, oh it's literally hobbling someone. <laughs> I, did, I did not get that until you explained it to me, so this is this is my gourmand here. Yeah, like, it's it's, it's just kind of funny to me. Yeah, the, the name, the art, no, I like it. the flavor yeah. text, they all just work really well together. It's like, yep. yeah, that's, like, I already don't like sleep with my feet and this is not going to help with that, so... <laughs> Just don't worry about that. Uh, Alright. Next up, since we're uh, equal opportunity reviewers, I guess, or something, I don't know. We have a Ma Feline Sovereign for two and a green. You get a 2-3 two, three two, three creature cat. Other cats you control get plus one, plus one, and have protection from dogs. <laughs> And whenever one or more cats you control deal combat damage to a player, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment that players control. Uh, the art, the flavor text is dogs beg, cats lay claim. And the uh, picture is like this like regal looking cat knocking over like a, a, goblet. a goblet and stuff. So it's just like it's it's on point. This is like the most cat cat. This is the most cat 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 card that has ever catted. Like. Yep. Let's be real. When cats and dogs fight, it's usually the cat that wins. Yeah. Right? I mean, we have our, our like cat that is stupid as hell and like won't fight the other cat in the house. Like who just she just kinda gets beat up on, but like has literally beat the crap out of my parents' dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cats like to break things and that that flavor text is just the most on point thing ever. Yeah, it totally is. Like cats cats don't beg you for anything. They just nope. take it. <laughs> Cats, yeah, like dog, like dogs are like dogs are your best friend and companion. Cats are your weird roommates. That's what it is. Yeah, that's why pe most people call yeah. me a cat. Yeah, that is actually kind of true. <laughs> random aside, like I I like this cat art, but like the Pride Malkin art, the other cat that's walking around. Mm -hmm. Every time I see that art, I just want to start singing the "Everybody Wants to Be a Cat" song because it just makes me think of the cats walking in that movie. I do think that the Pride Malkin is better cat art. Yeah. Mainly because I, I don't like Siamese cats. I think they look weird. They are Siamese if you please. And they are Siamese if you don't please. 
Yes, we're going to start hitting up Disney movies here. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Disney movies. <laughs> sorry. Is this, is this a reference to a Disney movie? Uh, no, everybody is just like, whenever they okay. see this guy, it's like Hakuna Matata. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah, this one's mine, isn't it? <laughs> I know, sorry. even though I put it on the list. Uh, I just I just forgot that you're the one who talked about the cat. So. Okay. All right. Truffle Snout. I love this name. Uh, two and a green for a 2-2 creature boar. When Truffle Snout enters the battlefield, choose one. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Truffle Snout. You gain four life. Flavor uh, text. It's exploits of stuff of legends among local chefs and fuel for nightmares among the forest thalids. <laughs> And it's just the happiest little pig you've ever seen in your it's life. The happiest damn pig you've ever seen. Like it is great. I, lo- I truffle snout is just is just adorable and needs to be mentioned because he's truffle snout. <laughs> the thing that I actually really do like about this card, this is gonna like I'm gonna go on like oh, yeah. a pseudo tangent related. Mm-hmm. Um, is for those who don't know, truffle is literally a type of fungus. They are yep, used definitely. to. Yeah, they're used to make truffles. Mm-hmm. And um, the best way to do it, the most reliable way to do it, is to literally have a pig that is trained from a piglet to hunt truffles for you. Because mm-hmm. they are very gentle in digging them up, and they're just really the masters of digging them. Uh, it's actually kind of funny that uh, there are people who hunt truffles, in quotations, Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they instead choose to use dogs because you can train a dog not quite as reliably to find troubles, but the pigs are more likely to eat the fungus than and the dogs will never eat it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so it's like, and the pigs will, like the pigs are doing it because they naturally would eat it. You can just train yeah. them to not eat it, or you have to get it before they do. Yeah. So it's like it's like this big risk reward of like, well, you're more likely to find more if you use a pig, but the pig's likely to eat it if you're not careful. So uh, I do like that they that they just decided to call it truffle snow. Uh, yeah, he's he's finding them truffles. All I can think about with truffles anytime I, I hear them, like you know, I know what truffles are, but like, uh, so in the game Earthbound, mm-hmm. they had they had truffles that you could dig up, and they were like really good for something. I can't remember what it was. But you had to use a specific item to find them and like track them down, and yep. you had basically got a piggy nose, <laughs> and you'd have to use that. It would like tell you like which direction to go until you could like triangulate it and find it. But that's so, like that's sweet. the random thing that I always think about with it. Yeah, it's pigs hunt truffles. That's how yep. it works. All right. All right. Uh, next yep, up. Sorry. Yep. Uh, next up, we have indulging patrician. Uh, one white black creature vampire noble. It's a one four with flying and lifelink. And at the beginning of your end step, if you gained three life, three or more life this turn, each opponent loses three life. So this is a card I put on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this I put on here because this is the card in the entire set that just stands out to me for that art. Like fair enough. The, yeah. the the use of colors. Like I'm normally not a huge fan of pink, but I love how like her pink. I think it's a pink dress. Maybe it's just tinted pink because of the light. Like it's pink dress, pink, right? yeah. red moon, the black suit that the guy is wearing, just like the subtlety of like the blood trickling down her neck. Mm-hmm. Like I, this, this art more than any other art in this set just sticks out to me and is easily identifiable because of what it is. So. Yeah, it really does jump out. Yeah. 
so that's why this is on here. Cool. Also, also flavor text is kind of kind of cool for a vampire. <laughs> Just a nibble for now. I wouldn't want to ruin my appetite. It's like, Ugh. I mean, we gotta call out art because there's some really yeah, like there's good art here. I also really enjoy the gender swap of the female vampire carrying the human male food. Right. She's just like, yes. I thought that was cool also. Mm-hmm. So. Alright. Alright. Next up is another card I put on here, because mm-hmm. it freaks me the out. I don't like looking at it too long. <laughs> it gets worse the more you look at I it. I know, that's why I don't like looking at it too long. Uh, so obsessive stitcher one black blue for a zero three human wizard. She has tap, draw a card, then discard a card. Two blue black tap. Sacrifice obsessive stitcher. Return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. Flavor text: No one is as dedicated to perfection as a stitcher working on their latest masterpiece. Uh, Crazy Granny cut off her own hand and put it on this thing she's stitching together, and it bothers me. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like, that is her own hand. She's just like, yes, this is exactly what I needed to do. I just needed this piece right here. This one. Yeah, that card, I don't like looking at that card more than I have to. <laughs> it has, like, at least seven heads. I think there might be an eighth. It could be. I have not looked at it long enough to count. Yeah. <laughs> but... She cut off her own hand. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, Danny? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why is this necessary? Why are you like this? Can you stop, please? Why <laughs> you do this? <laughs> All right. That's it for flavor cards, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's some good flavor cards in this set, but... Yeah. Um, uh, we'll start talking about the miscellaneity that we want to talk about here. This is kind of a flavor card. We'll go with this. It's a good start to, to bridge the gap between the two. So I'm, I actually got two cards to talk about because I'm really freaking pumped. So, uh, To be fair, you completely missed one of them until I put it out. I did. I missed, so I missed Gale Swooper, which was uh, 3-2 Griffin for 4 that um, when it enters the battlefield, target creature gains flying until end of turn, which is basically useless. useless. Yeah. And apparently on Griffin flavor text, they just have this thing about talking about goats. There's a lot, there's a lot of flavor text talking about Griffins eating people's goats. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I Yeah, I guess. But it, So it really sucks because I get two Griffin cards and neither of them are good in my just dumb, awful Griffin tribal deck. But um, the one that I saw was Griffin Airy, which is one in a white for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, create a 2-2 white Griffin creature token with flying. It makes Griffin sweet. tokens. It makes Griffin tokens. Which Weren't you complaining? I, yes. Yeah, because the, they didn't change the art on the Griffin token. No, it is, it is the same art as one of the older Griffin tokens. Uh, which, I mean, we've only had two arts of Griffin tokens, so... Can't can't add another one of those, I guess. They're they're thousandth version of a goblin token. Hey now. Or a soldier token or a vampire token or a sorry or a zombie token. Like it is uh, a brand new goblin token in the set. Like because it's the first goblin token prowess. I yeah, I know. 
And I have two Griffin tokens with different art. I get the same art in this one, and they're both just two two friggin' flyers. So I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, to be fair, there's no. like two cards in all of Magic that actually make Griffin tokens. So well, now, now there are. <laughs> not wanting to pay someone to commission a token art for a card that never sees play ever. Hey, hey, I love it. What is the other, what's the what's the enchantment that makes it two two uh, Griffin called? I don't even remember. Griffin guide. Griffin guide. Yeah. yeah. At least that card's cool and pseudo playable in some decks. Is it? In limited, I think it's good. It's what I think. If it is what I think it is, hmm. I gotta look it up. Griffin Guide. Yeah. MTG. I don't want WoW. Thank you very much. What did you want to know about it? Sorry, I just pulled it up. It's limited. It's playable oh, yeah. limited. I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah, because it, it makes a two-two. But yeah, plus two, plus two in flying, and then if the creature dies, you get a Griffin. Yeah, that's dope. Perfectly playable and limited. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the only card that makes a Griffin token. Otherwise, uh, probably. I, you are the you are the master of these, so I would hope you would know. Let me go grab my binder right now, and I'm gonna page through here and make sure. But all I know <laughs> is I need these Griffins, so I gotta add those to my list of things to get. But they just they need a like a like a Griffin that makes a Griffin. Give me like a five or six mana Griffin. That makes a griffin when it enters the battlefield. Five or six mana griffin that makes a two mana griffin or a two, two two griffin. Yeah, make it like a five mana two two that makes a two two when it enters the battlefield. That's that, fine. That'd actually be good. I'm not wrong, right? I think it'd be fine. I'd have no issue. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the person to ask because I don't know crap about balancing anything. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, where are my cards like that? Oh, they're up on my wall. I can't see them. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, I have, them on, I have them in that frame up, up top. Okay, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. All right. Sorry. We're, we're really here. bad about the tangents today. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have Shrines. Yeah. We'll just talk for, about these collectively. Uh, for the first time since Hondans from Kamigawa that were reprinted in something that wasn't relevant, uh, they have decided to make shrines again. And shrines are an enchantment that gain a bonus based on the number of shrines you have in play, and all shrines are legendary, so you can only ever have one of each one. But they made a shrine lord, I guess. I don't Fair know how else to yeah. put it. That's basically what it is. Yeah. It's like how cur there's a curse that gets more curses. They've made a shrine that gets more shrines. And then does like big things with shrines, yeah. So. Yeah, they do big, sweet, awesome things. So. The shrining, yeah. I'm kind of excited. I, I like it. Uh, yeah. When I was a more casual individual, I always wanted to make a... Uh, um, shrine deck. I always wanted to make a shrine deck, but it just never seemed like it would make sense ever, so I never did, but... I've no. never really been into them. I don't know, but I'm not terribly surprised by that. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting that all the shrines uh, flavor text is a haiku. Even these ones are. Uh, these ones are what I'm talking about. Yeah. I I I just assumed that the previous ones were when you said that. So oh, I, I have no idea if they are on the previous ones. I just know these ones are. 
an untroubled sure, mind sure that. that dwells in perfect harmony with a peaceful heart. Say it sounds like it. But... Yeah, it sounds like one. I don't know. Either way, we, are, we already know I'm not a, I'm a literary master by any means. <laughs> shrine's cool. I don't think they'll be. Actually, you can build a shrine deck on historic because yep. the hauntings are legal and historic. That's yep. fascinating. Okay. okay. We'll see what happens. All right. So, next up for weird cards, we have um, <laughs> discontinuity. So, three blue, blue, blue for an instant. As long as it's your turn, this spell costs two blue blue less to cast. Ooh. Uh, its effect is end of the turn. Value. Value. Real talk. This is not that good of an ability. <laughs> no, it's not. This is a weird card. Some people are going to try to do things with it. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll tell you that right now, but like, it's just not that good of a card, is it? Like, I'm trying like, to think how to break it, and I don't. I don't know. The thing is, you can't. Like, it is effectively a six mana, one for one. Yeah, that's all it is ever going to be. Yeah, like you can do it in your in your opponent's upkeep, and then they don't draw their card, and they can't attack for a turn. But all their creatures are already untapped. You can do it in response to a spell, and then it's just a counter spell. Yeah. You can do it in response to something going poorly in combat, but then you're just trading with whatever the thing that went poorly in combat is. Like, yeah. It's it is not a good card by any stretch of the imagination. But mm. and the turn cards are interesting because they just they, do weird things. They play very similarly to something like um uh take an extra turn cards, just mm. noticeably way, 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 way worse. <laughs> yeah. So so basically this is what six mana explore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's silly things you can do with it, but all the things are silly. It's just interesting, so. Yep. Alright. Alright. Next up we have Rewind. Two blue blue for an instant. Counter target spell untap up to four lands. Uh, this card could be dismissed. It makes me sad that it isn't. <laughs> uh, uh, this card had the potential... It was between this card and dismiss for being voted into 8th edition, and this card won the vote. Thus, this card is in modern, and... Dismiss uh, is not. Dismiss is not. I mean, we have Cryptic Command, which is a better dismiss yeah. quotations. But, you know, obviously that just means that there's a distinct possibility that this card could have been... Or, Dismiss could have been printed instead of rewind. I don't know if re I don't. I think dismiss might be freakishly powerful in standard, but who actually knows? But rewind is cool. Untapping lands is broken. So, for those who don't know, yeah. I mean, you're not doing anything insane with this though in standard, is no, it's not in like... standard. It's much more broken with like lands that tap for multiple mana. Yeah, and even then, you have to wait for somebody to cast a spell with this. So. You do. Uh, LSV says he's going to build my own Dismiss, where he's going to play this along with um, the Flash 1-1 Flying Spirit Pirate that pays 4 mana to draw a card. <laughs> so you can rewind on tap draw a card, which is like all the value in the world, I guess. There we are. Uh, dismiss. Uh, two cards. Yeah. have to pay 8 mana even though you untap it. But This card does play really, really well with Nightpack Ambusher, though. Yeah, I suppose. Like, Kind of brutally so. 
don't you no longer have to make that decision in your life. So true. That's <laughs> all I really have to say on it though. So Okay, cool. Alright. Next up we have Spined Megalodon. Five blue blue for a five seven creature shark. Uh with hexproof and whenever it attacks, scry one. So I said it before, I'll say it again. I love gigantic blue idiotic creatures. We just got it, smoked by blue idiotic creatures. <laughs> we just got smoked by giant blue idiotic creatures. Uh, there is four? Four giant blue sea monsters in this set? We saw three of them on our opponent's battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this one, which is the common. 5-7 yep. hexproof whenever it attacks scry one is a common. Yeah. We have two uncommons. Waker of Waves, five blue blue for a seven seven whale with, you know, assorted value things. Yep. We have a six drop four six kraken that taps shit. And then we have the previously mentioned pursued whale. Yep. There's just so many giant big blue dumb idiots in this set, it's it's it makes me happy. Makes you happy. I just like giant big dumb blue idiots and I don't know why. Are they all different types? Yeah, uh, whale, kraken, shark, and whale. We have two oh, okay, so two of them are the same, but yeah, it's pretty solid though. You got you got the whole gamut of big dumb blue idiots. Only one of which can be put into playoff request for Ulas Temple, I think. <laughs> I don't actually remember what that can put in. I haven't checked in so long. You'll have to get that deck and update it, man. The thing is, I think I have all the best ones already in the deck. Probably. Like, have you read Stormtide Leviathan? That card's busted. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent. Hmm. So, only Kraken matters. That's probably the weakest one. Yes, definitely, because Stormtide Leviathan is not a Kraken. Well, I, meant, I meant weakest one in this. Oh, yeah. Thing. But yes. Eh, I think Tolarian Kraken is, is actually more powerful than something like Waker of Waves. Eh, maybe. Okay. Draw a card, pay one, tap a creature. That's just really hard for people to deal with. True, 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 true. Speaking of good doggos, this doggo is really craving for attention today. What do you want? Oh, I'm like the real doggo. I'm like, what are yeah. you talking about? A wet nose keeps poking me in the arm when I'm, like, touching my mouse, so. Okay. Alright. Um, next up, we have Sublime Ep or no, actually, you're reading. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, if you want, are you reading it? Uh, whatever, I'll just finish it. So, so we have Sublime Epiphany <laughs> for so four blue blue for an instant. Uh, choose one or more. Oh, yes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, choose one or more counter target spell, counter target activated or triggered ability, return target non land permanent to its owner's hand, create a token that's a copy of target creature you control, target player draws a card. This card's so many, cool. So many options on this card. <laughs> I have action. Obviously, the like achievement unlocked is is casting it for all of them. So I have seen a clip of someone yep. casting this <laughs> for all the targets uh -huh. with a double vision in play. So what? It, cop it copied it. <laughs> it wasn't that good. They just made clone copies of their Jeskai Elder and countered abilities of their opponent's creatures that they ended up bouncing anyways, but they still got to choose all six. It's still sweet. Like, it's, <laughs> we're not saying it's good, we're just saying it's sweet. It was kind of sweet. 
Like this card's just crazy and kind of cool. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if it's good, but it's like it's really sweet. I don't know if it's good either, but I agree with you that it's really sweet. Yeah. It's going, it's going in my one EDH deck. So. Oh god, that's dirty. See, the best part about it is it says target player draws a card. So even if I counter the same spell twice, I still get to draw a card. Yep, because you get to target. <laughs> yeah. So like that's the first thing I read to make sure it would work the way I wanted it to. I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Thank you. <laughs> also, that art. It's freaky. It's weird and crazy. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out what that's supposed to be inside her face, and I still can't figure it out. Uh, you know, I think I don't. I don't think we're supposed to know. <laughs> I need to look more closely. I know that it's like she literally unlocked her face. Like, what is going on there? It's just one of those like uh, uh, surrealist yeah. arts that they do for counter spells, which is cool. They get some of those in there. But... All right. It's next up. We have finishing below. Four and a black for an instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. It is a common. I think you put this on the list, didn't you? Did I? I didn't. Well, I might have. because I'm assuming you put it on here because it references yep. planeswalkers. I, I really like the five mana removal referencing creature planeswalker. Yeah. Like, I think this is a really cool and clean card um, to have in the set because it's like like five mana removal is not overpowered oh no not in the slightest like it's it, like this is a good card you'd play it but like in limited but just having the ability to destroy a planeswalker is just super super nice and limited yeah like and it this is, card's never going to show up in constructed it is usually very difficult to deal with planeswalkers in limited yep. because the common removal usually can't do it it just hmm. can't you know, it doesn't reference Planeswalkers. You can just almost never target them and all that stuff. And as a result, Planeswalkers are more powerful than they probably need to be in Limited. Uh, so, but now they put, even though Face Feathers is an uncommon, Face Feathers can hit Planeswalkers. So hmm. White can answer it. They have Killing Blow, which can now answer Planeswalkers in common. And there's the red three-mana burn spell that can hit Planeswalkers, I know. Yep. And so then they got Eliminate, too. And eliminate, which can hit cheap planeswalker. I think. <laughs> I don't think there's any hit targets in the set. But... I don't think there are any targets in the set for that one. But like, it's just the fact that you have these options to deal with planeswalkers, which are normally extremely back 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 breaking in limited, are suddenly no longer as bad, which I really appreciate. Like, Ugin is no longer like stone unbeatable. It's just ninety percent unbeatable. Yep. It's still really good, but it's like. It's still... Really you know, good. like having an I, I like having the common answers for that. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Karavek the Spiteful. Two black back, black black, or a three two legendary creature, human warlock. With other creatures get minus one, minus one. Defy me and I will burn the flesh from your bones. Betray me and I will steal the breath from your bones. It's nice Here. that we finally got a character. This character. He's already had a card. Has he? Caravac the the merciless. Oh, I didn't whenever, even know. Whenever your whenever a player casts a spell, deal damage equal to the spell's spread of mana cost to any target or some shit. Like that that in. Uh, time spiral. What's that? Shit! Uh, there we are. Yeah. I pay attention. Fuel. I'm a fool. I am a giant I, fool. 
How wrong was I on the ability? Whenever an opponent casts a spell, it deals damage to target creature or player. You can let spells for another okay. cast. Close, close well, enough. It's nice having another one. Yeah, it's nice having Karabek <laughs> is a large part of the Mirage era-esque story. You know, and this card in general is just kind of cool. I like, like I like the other creatures to get minus one minus one. Everybody's like, this is underwhelming, but I'm like, ah, this is sweet. Yeah, it's like it's sure. So it's a it is effectively a four mana four three. And yep. in regards to combat, which is already at rate, and you'll just randomly hose a bunch of X1s on occasion. Or complete blowout to your per- the person you're playing limited against when they make blocks that seemed good at the time. Oh, yeah. You got Damn. smoked, didn't you? Not <laughs> destroyed. Destroyed. Alright. Uh, okay. What we next got next? Up, we have Thieves Guild Enforcer. So a single black for a 1-1 human rogue with flash. Whenever Thieves Guild Enforcer or another rogue enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent mills two cards. Uh, as long as an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, Thieves Guild Enforcer gets plus two, plus one, and has death touch. That's weird. Yep. Did you put it on here? Nope. <laughs> you sure? I think I'm I did. Very, I'm very sure. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This card's this card's weird. It's like a one mana three two is not a defensive creature, but if your plan is to mill, it needs to be defensive. It feels really weird. It reference it's rogue tribal, which is there's like one other card ever in Magic that referenced that, which is Robber of the Rich. So like the three best rogues now in Magic are Robber of the Rich, Thieves Guild Enforcer, and Brazen Borrower of all things. Yeah. Like I, heck yeah. I'm just not sure what the hell is going on with the rogue tribal coming on the Watsi lately, and it's weird. Yeah, I mean, the mill piece feels just super weird. I don't get it. It does. Like maybe it's supposed to play with like the Demir mill stuff or whatever, but like maybe. But even then, so like, is your plan just to ha- like a, the difference between a three-two death touch and a one-one death touch is non-existent? Basically, yeah. So it's like, by that metric, it probably wants to be attacking, but then at that point, why are you milling your opponent? There's just a lot going on in this card that doesn't really have a lot of cohesion. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. All right. Cards that do make sense. (laughs) Strictly worse cards. Strictly better cards. Cannot fetch with Tinker. Can, can fetch with Goblin Matron. One of these cards is legal in formats. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I get to play Tinker. <laughs> Alright. Uh, next up we have a Brash Taunter. Four and a red for a 1-1 one, one Goblin. He yeah. is indestructible. <laughs> okay. Whenever Brash Taunter is dealt a damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. Which is sweet. The Two... target opponent instead of choosing an opponent. Yeah. Two and a red. Tap. Brash Taunter fights another target creature. Flavor text. You hit like a kobold. This card's great. I... <laughs> this card <laughs> is stuffy doll, but better in so many ways and yeah. slightly worse in a single one yes <laughs> it's it's, be- it's a better stuffy doll we'll be honest here 
Like, like this car is just like an actual bomb in limited, right? Is it? So you I mean, play probably. it. Yeah. You play it and suddenly your opponent can't attack. And if they can't, if they can, it's because they have a giant creature that has trample. Yeah. And then you just fight it. How bad do you feel if your opponent plays this and you're just like staring at your um, uh, colossal dread mob, being like, "I don't know if I can play this." Yeah, right. Because I'll take six. <laughs> uh, this card's awesome. It's sweet. I I I do really like it. I don't know. I want to try it unlimited now. It's it's a sweet design space. It does awesome things. I also want to do it limited because, dear God, it seems awesome. Like this just makes all those like this makes the the giant blue idiots look so bad. Yes. It's like oh, it's a nice shark that has hexproof. I guess I'll block it and fight your seven seven. The the super big brain play is is to be like block your. Block your seven seven, and then before damage is dealt, fight it. Oh yeah, <laughs> fourteen you in a single turn. Yeah, boom. All right, all right. So next up, we have I got double vision. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh, we have <laughs> double vision, so three red red for an enchantment. Uh, whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. This card is so going inside my commander deck as soon as I put the upgrades in. It's so awesome that they just, they're like. So, copying instant sorceries is dope, right? I'm playing a Calamax EDH deck that already copies instant sorceries, but sometimes, because everyone kills my commander on site, you just need some, some additional effects of that. Yeah, this this is my commander that doesn't cost fourteen mana. Yeah, because basically that's how much your commander commander costs. <laughs> so this card's awesome. Yeah, that card is sweet. And you know, obviously the song gets stuck in everyone's head as soon as they hear it. So yeah, right. I didn't realize that these two cards were right next to each other. Yep. All right, you want to take the next one? <laughs> next up, we have fiery emancipation. This actually has some pretty nice art for just being a giant lava flow. Right. Uh, three red, red, red enchantment. If a source you control will deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage <laughs> to that permanent or player instead. Oh my god. I'm going to help people. You should not play this in limited. It's not as good as you think it is. Yeah. But this is awesome. This card's sweet. <laughs> this is like obviously a furnace of wrath on steroids. Yeah, this is the furnace of wrathiest thing ever. Like, yeah, I, like the. I don't know. Like, I I just look at this card and I'm like, that that is so ridiculous. I can't imagine that it ends up in play and does anything. No, like, so this is what happens, right? You cast this, and you're like, sweet, attack you with my 3-3. Three, three. It's effectively a 9-3. And your opponent's like, block it with my 3-2. It... <laughs> like, yeah. it does, like, I think the best thing I heard someone say is this works really, really well with shock. Yep. Because clearly shock needs to be better. 
like the fact that shock's just nine something or six is something which is kind of hilarious but yeah it's just like yeah. basically it, it does it does triple damage it's, it's if nothing else this card is sweet like i mean this, yeah it has that going for it this card is sweet it has that going for it and that's all it has going for it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those cards you read and you're like, what? But, yeah, I don't think yeah. it does. And then you think about it, you're like, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, wait, okay. I play this, and then my opponent's like, attack you for lethal. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but your 3-2 will trade with anything. I could play this in my heroic deck, and my creatures would attack for triple damage. Yes. <laughs> yes. You could. I'm you sure could, I would. I'm sure I would be able to cast it off that mana beast. You could play that in Cavalcade of Calamity. <laughs> <laughs> Just bolt people <laughs> at each attack. Because you can't. Start Spitter's looking really good now. It's it's not like you can't already do that with Torbrand. Yeah, How does I know, that right? work with Torbrand? Uh, very well. Because Torbrand says if it would deal damage, it deals an extra two. If this says if it would deal damage, it deals triple damage. So which one applies first, or do you choose? I would have to double check on that. Yeah, is it dealing 9, or is it dealing 5? Either way, your opponent's freaking dead, but... Yeah, that's true. Because you somehow cast Torbran, survive to cast a 6-drop. Yep. But... <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, yeah. next up. All right. Next up, we have Transmogrify. Three and a red for a sorcery. Exile target creature. That creature's controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a creature card. That player puts that card onto the battlefield and shuffles the rest into their library. So, first things first. <laughs> Do we really need another one of these? Calvin and Hobbes is awesome. Yes, I agree. <laughs> That's all I can think of when I read the name Transmogrify. Totally. That whole arc was sweet, but... <laughs> that whole arc. There's, there's two arcs, isn't there? There's the yeah, one Yeah, oh, there are two, because yeah, they yeah. build it at one point. He, he, he makes a Transmogrifying gun. Yeah. And then he teleports himself into like the sky and has to shoot himself to not die. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It Alright. I love Calvin Hobbes so much. It's so good. Yep. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. Someone in Watsi really loves polymorphs, and I don't get it. Appar apparently, like that's just what we're doing nowadays, right? Like they uh, love they love polymorphs, and they love something else we talked about recently, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it's just like you know, we need we need more polymorph effects because we don't already have that. That's already really powerful. It has never caused a problem for us. Ever. Never, ever. We didn't literally just ban a 7-drop. That was the most miserable thing ever to play against because of polymorph effects. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Although it is cool. Like, this is more of a red ability than a blue ability in the modern age, and I do like that true. they made a red version of this ability. Yeah, that, that is true. This is actually kind of in that space. but Yeah. So. All right. Props to it. I probably, I'm probably gonna put it in my commander deck also because it's a sorcery speed removal spell for something that I can't kill because it's goddamn. It doesn't let me cast instants. Hmm. I'm not salty. <laughs> I hate that card. Arcana oh. Valor, Arcana Valor's Reach. You can go to hell. 
oh, I'm like, what are we talking about? I'm like, yeah. all I'm doing over there is sitting trying to infect people. Yeah. Arcana of Valor's Reach. You, naming instance. No oh, players, that, yeah, that one. Yeah, players can't cast instance. It's like, thanks. thanks My guys. deck built around them. Alright, next All right. up. <laughs> uh, Fierce Empath. Sweet reprint. Two and a green for a 1-1 one, one creature elf. When Fierce Empath enters the battlefield, you may search library for a creature card. Convert a mana cost 6 or greater. Reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle your library. This card is super nostalgic for me. It was originally printed in Scourge, and that was when I first started playing Magic forever ago. Uh, I never played it because I chose goblins over elves because I'm not stupid. <laughs> but it still brings back a huge nostalgia kick for me just by its existence. So. It's in modern now, too. So, you know. It is in modern now. It does, I don't think it does anything. But it's, it is I mean, in it, modern it exists. now. I just, I'm just saying it's there. Yeah, All it right. exists. It does things. There's a, I mean, this this does literally tutor up a primeval titan, so it has that going for it. <laughs> Could do worse. Yeah. Alright. So, last reprint in this list. Scavenging Ooze. That is one in a, one in a green for a 2-2 two -two creature ooze. You can pay one green to exile target creature card from a graveyard. If that creature was exiled, or if, eh, if that was a creature card, put a plus one plus one counter on Scavenging Ooze and you gain one life. Honestly, this card could easily have been in the mechanical section. Yeah. Because this card is just an all-star in Magic. This oh, card yeah. saw legacy play when it was originally printed in Commander. And yep. As soon as it was printed in uh, previous course, that was it M13 or 14? Uh, 14. M14. It immediately started seeing play in Modern. This is an yep. all-star sideboard card. This yep. is probably going to see play in standard because if you want graveyard hate, it just does it so much better than anything else. And it's just really good in grinding matchups. It it really is. Like it just kinda does it kinda does everything, like yeah. in some weird ways. Like it's just is one of those cards that just kind of picks things apart and just Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's fact... unassuming but really good. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost unassuming, but like the fact it gains you life, you know, it's really good in anger matchups, obviously if it doesn't die. You know, yep. just don't cast it on turn two is basically the the thing you should be doing. It's like, it just grows, which is super nice. It gains you life. It's it's like one of the best Hydras ever printed, which is funny because it's not a Hydra, but it, its power and toughness is always equal to how much mana you put into it. Yep, pretty much. Like, that's just really good. <laughs> totally. Alright. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'm happy for that reprint, but yeah, right. I I really like it. There's there's a lot of really good shit going on in this whole core set. So yeah, there is a lot of good stuff. So all right, actually, Speaking... this wasn't the last reprint. I was gonna say. So let's let's get to our best cards here. Yeah, there was some debate on this one. Uh, Fletcher we, we is it. not is not a huge fan of this card, but I told him too bad. Basically, yep. <laughs> uh, Ugin the Spirit Dragon. 8 generic mana for a 7 loyalty legendary planeswalker Ugin. Plus 2, Ugin the Spear Dragon deals 3 damage to any target. Minus X, exile each permanent with converted mana cost X or less, that's 1 or more colors. Minus 10, you gain 7 life, draw 7 cards, and put up to 7 permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Uh, this card is basically was the end-all be-all in the first time I ever really started playing a control deck. 
was mm-hmm. the best top end imaginable. For being 8 mana, this card is definitely worth the mana cost, is yeah. basically what it comes down to. Um, I've, al- I've always liked Ugin as a card. Um, I also really like the mirrored aspect between Ugin and the 8 mana Nicol Bolas. Mm-hmm. Because they're both like kind of in the same pose, but looking at yep. each other, they both and, do yeah. similar things. Like their ultimates are mirrored, obviously. Yep. Yeah, they were designed to be mirrored. Yeah, you know, like I've I've always enjoyed him as a magic card. I uh, the first Ugin I ever owned was given to me from the Ugin's Vault uh, pre-release promotion that was going on, where I cracked a booster pack and I saw a blue tinted Ugin in, sitting in the pack. Which at the time was worth a hundred dollars and is still worth like two hundred dollars. So, <laughs> Ugin is awesome. I'm a huge fan of Ugin, and I will, I will be highly surprised if he somehow does not see any play. Yeah. So like it, it's a good design for Ugin, and like the card's sweet. Yeah. You know, it's I good. do think it, it's sweet. As a magic card, I do think Ugin does qualify as a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'd yeah. Allow, I'll, I'll allow it. All right. Should we get to our our last one? <laughs> this one we agree on. This is like this one we everything on. about this card is perfect. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what this card does, if anything. But Okay. The last card is Conspicuous Snoop. It is red, red for a 2-2 creature goblin rogue, so you can play with that sick rogue tribal. Um, <laughs> you, so, uh, play with the top card of your library revealed. You may cast goblin spells from the top of your library. As long as the top card of your library is a goblin card, Conspicuous Snoop has all activated abilities of that card. So this card is busted. This card's dumb, man. Like this card is dumb. <laughs> like so first of all, everything every line of text on this card is awesome. Yes. Right? The art is awesome. I wish it had better yeah. text. Yeah, I know. Like, I love the art. It's just like a goblin with his face pressed up against the window. Like it's just like, yeah, I'm a rogue. What's I'm going on in here, guys? <laughs> like like the fact that he's giving away all of his information by playing the top card of your library revealed, but at the yep. same time, he's gaining you advantage because you have to cast cards from top of your library. Uh, for those who don't know, there is literally a, like infinite combo with this card in modern, which is insane. He single-handedly made Goblin Harbinger spike to like ten freaking dollars. I have to go look up that card. Goblin Harbinger. Uh, I believe it is one in a black for a 2 okay. 1 goblin. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, search library for a goblin card. Put that card on top of your library. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the combo is you have Conspicuous Snoop in play. You cast Goblin Harbinger. You find a Kiki Jiki. <laughs> so Conspicuous Snoop has the activated ability of Kiki Jiki. But since he's not legendary, he can target himself and make infinite copies of himself. And then you you tutor up a uh, a goblin sack outlet and shoot your opponent to death. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's sweet. It's actually probably playable in modern, which is kind of mind blowing. That is mind blowing. Is this card playable in Legacy Goblins? 
I think it is. I'm I don't know. What, I don't. I haven't looked at my Legacy Goblin list in so long. I don't know what I'm going to cut for it, but I'm probably playing it. Like this, this just has to be good, right? Like the deck already has so much card advantage going. I don't know if it needs it, but yeah. if you'll note, it says you may cast Goblin spells. Yeah, so like that's something your like, you can cast. Like basically, you can cast every single card in your deck from the top of your library, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> Which is dope. <laughs> that is the one way to put it. Yeah, I need to play a set of this card. It's more love story. I don't know what I'm cutting for it. I'm. Go- I know yeah. I'm going to play at least two, probably. I mean, at a minimum, right? Yeah. Like there is already so much card advantage in the deck already, and like, and then if I'm playing that, I'm. I wonder, am I supposed to start playing Goblin Harbinger? Am I supposed to be playing a Kiki Jiki Infinite Combo? I have no idea. Who knows? We'll have to see how things level out, I guess, or don't level out, or how much people complain about Legacy. Maybe we'll have, like, we'll have, well, I, if, I don't know if you're aware of Fletcher, but right now Legacy is unplayable because a one-man artifact that draws you a card is just completely ruining the format. Okay. Sounds good, kids. <laughs> Astrolabe is not the problem. People are stupid. Oh, the man is just so perfect in this format with unlimited fetch lands and dual lands. Uh, oh, all these people playing basic lands can't stop them. That's awful. There's nothing you can do. Can't wasteland them out of the game. They just have perfect mana. It's like, okay. So, what's the problem? Like, like, how can you be like, oh, everybody's mana is so perfect, this is absolutely impossible, and literally the best decks in Legacy for a long time were just four-color piles. Yeah, well, that's the problem, is they've gone back to being four-color piles, as it were. Christ, whatever. Shut up. Well, maybe they're only three-color, I don't even know. But that's people's complaints. They went back to the... they. The, their complaint is the fact that Watsi banned Deathrite Shaman because four color piles were too good, and now they have Arkham's Astrolabe, which does the exact same thing. I'm no, sorry. No, because Arkham's Astrolabe does not block my 1 1. Yeah, Arkham's Astrolabe does not block a 1 1. Arkham's Astrolabe does not win the game on its goddamn own. Yeah, right. Arkham's uh-huh. Astrolabe is not the single best graveyard hate card ever printed ever. Yeah. All of all of it for the low low cost of one mana. God. Yeah. White or sorry, black or green, your choice. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to be too picky, you know. Yeah. Right. Gotta... Just, like the card doesn't have enough going for it. We just got to dial it, dial back a little bit. Make sure we can cast it the other way. Yep. Okay. God, I hate Death Right Shaman. <laughs> I know. I love it. Uh, I love that you hate it. Sorry. I don't. Yeah. Want Shaman. All right, but so um. I guess if people didn't gather from the last episode, um, M21 looks dope. Yeah. M21 looks awesome. We played it. It's awesome. Yeah. I watched you draft, which was a train wreck, but the game still seemed all right. It's, it still is fun. I I think I have enough to enter a sealed or another draft, and I might be doing that after this. So. I have a sealed token and two draft tokens. So Maybe you should do that. Maybe. I haven't done sealed online in so long. I don't even rem- I don't even remember how well it works with like the the layout and all that. Uh, awful. But <laughs> so, you have any final thoughts on M twenty one? I don't know. I'm I'm loving it. I as I said, I bought. I was so excited. I bought a freaking box. So <laughs> I don't buy boxes that frequently. I'm excited to open my box. Yep. 
I, I haven't opened anything of the pre-release kits yet, so. Yeah, I, sa- I saved a few packs, actually, from my box, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, put them in my drawer down here. And then I opened two today because I couldn't help it. Because so... <laughs> self-control is for not you. Uh, it's, just, it's just too fun, man. Opening packs is sweet, and, like, I'm just happy to open the set because it's really sweet. But... All right. Cool. So... If you guys want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Go to thelocometa.com. You can find a link to the Discord, link to our Patreon, all that good stuff um, there. But, yeah, come say hi in the Discord. We're streaming a lot, so you can also see how awful I am. You're streaming a lot. I'm not streaming that much. Yeah, you do every once in a while. On occasion, I was I was streaming my Halo playing. So. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say you're streaming. Sometimes it's magic. But all right, John. Anything else? Negative. All right. So, oh, actually, oh. I do have one more thing. Uh-oh. If anyone opens the Borderless Alt Art Blue Ugin, I need one. Non foil. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thank, thanks. Bye. All right. I guess we got that call out out there now. I need my playset, yo. You need, I need my playset. All right. <laughs> On that note, we'll catch you next time. See ya.